0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Oz Network for another episode recap of RuPaul's Drag Race, Season 10, Season X, Tina, uh, for another enjoyable, drama filled, spider filled episode of Drag Race. And a lot more personality out of everyone this episode, I feel like. Maybe because less people are gone, more people are gone, but who knows? As always, I'm Rossy, and much like the Madam Butterface users, I look nothing like my grinder picture.
0: And uh, my name is Brian, and it is spelled just like it sounds.
1: <laughs> and one of the best, yeah, Rossy. It
0: wasn't that long ago that uh, we were sitting in the final four with Colin and Carl. Who knew that it would be us sitting at the end, just us?
1: Yeah, who's who's Republican gonna crown or? Um... Yeah, who, RuPaul's going to come in on our next podcast and declare one of us the winner.
0: Don't overpromise. RuPaul won't be here. <laughs> It'll yeah, be hey, back to Colin and dream. Kyle. Hey. Oh, we'll
1: be, we'll
0: be That's there. We'll be there. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Who who would win the lip sync, you or I?
0: Um, I have a habit of pretending like I know the lyrics to songs even when I don't, so like sometimes I'll just be like singing my car this is is embarrassing to admit this is a game I play with myself but like I'll just be singing a song and I'll be like you don't know the lyrics to these and I'll turn the music off and try and keep going and see how far I can get and it's usually only like another 5-10 seconds so the moral is I'm a loser and you would win the lip sync
1: wow good to know (laughs) I'm glad glad I'd have an automatic win
0: yes yeah 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 I'm, I'm more likely to try and cover my face and perform a lip sync.
1: Okay. Oh, Valentina.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you like um, the episode? So I guess,
1: um, I don't know. I, I feel like I need to talk through it to, to really determine whether or not.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel like the first episode was kind of clear cut. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed it. The second one kind of clear cut. I kind of really didn't love it. This one I'm a little mixed on.
0: It's long. Like I don't remember the episodes of RuPaul always being this long.
1: They're extending them. I, Colin's not here, but he would probably say at this point it was easily ten to twenty minutes too long.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Colin doesn't need to be here because we already know what he's going to say.
1: Yeah, like. It, yeah, it was it was weird. Like, I I made Colin the promise that there'd be no more mini challenges, and yet we have another mini challenge. So I. I don't know what to expect from anymore.
0: Yeah. I I love this episode. Uh, I'm back on board. Last week I binned it and I'm pretty sure I peer pressured you into binning it as well. This week I'm all about it.
1: Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Maybe you can change my opinion. I don't know how to feel yet. Okay. Uh, But we don't get much from the, you know, previously on kind of stuff except Eureka trying to combat the fears and Vixen being really cocky. Uh, after two wins, um, I, I don't people. I don't like when people tout their mini challenge win. It's nothing, <laughs> but like, what was it? A, a dancing little dancing skit, and anyway, it's not that impressive. Like, I don't know who has the record of most mini challenge wins, but it's probably not a finalist or a winner.
0: No, I don't. I don't think it matters when you're standing up there, and it's between you and someone else well, you managed to get into quick drag in 20 minutes and perform a country jig, so you deserve to stay. No, that's, I don't think that's a thing.
1: It does not weigh into anything, no. but the Vixen thinks it does.
0: Mm. Well, the Vixen thinks um, a lot of things, so...
1: Yes, we'll get to the Vixen. Mm. Uh, we get a mini challenge, another one, three in a row. Um, probably, I think it was probably one of the funniest, the funniest one we've had, hands down, out of the three. I thought it was... Definitely, definitely delivered a lot of jokes and laughs. I really loved Monet's. Uh, you know, where are you from? Ireland, where? No, no, Northern Ireland.
0: Yeah.
1: And just <laughs> the ridiculousness. Of Can that, you do that an Irish jig?
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> bounces, boo. Bounces, boo. Bounces, boo.
1: And then um, Monique's horrific accent. <laughs>
0: I think the real winner of this challenge is RuPaul. Like, his commentary and directing of the people was absolutely hilarious. I think up there with um, Little Miss Pound Cake, uh, this has to be in consideration for one of the best mini-challenges ever in terms of how much it makes people laugh. Like, I thought even Cameron Michaels, who was about to have a rough episode, when they were like, can you read the ingredients? And he's like, Sis salt like I cracked up I thought that was so funny um and Eureka having a mime the wall it was excellent
1: it was just I like did not know what the challenge was when RuPaul was like oh advertise a chocolate bar and I was like okay and then they got there and I was like okay it's a like awkward porn casting thing okay uh-huh. um and it was just like it just made sense once I saw it and some of the like greatest lines um, like Monet, Monique, like even some of the people, like you know, Aquarius having to sing like a nas- the national anthem or something, <laughs> yeah. and just the ridiculousness of it. I think that's what the mini challenge is all about. It's just look stupid as as best as you can.
0: And I feel like if you're on the show, this is probably, I mean, maybe wrong, but like, this is probably what you look forward to the most, right? Like this is, this seems almost like a little bit of a break in the competition and it's only just meant to be fun. If you completely mess this up, it's like, nobody cares. It's just like, oh, well, you couldn't, you couldn't pull it out in half an hour.
1: Yeah, uh- it's not really any kind of weight bearing anything as we just said before, no. so it's just like fun. Yeah. It's just to make the show seem more silly than it is. Um and we get three winners. I did not know where this episode was going. Um we just keep adding winners to these mini challenges. We had one, now two, and then three. Next one will be four, we'll see.
0: Yeah. But Blair Everybody wins. We'll see. The winner of Repulsive win. Season ten is everyone.
1: I don't think that's quite this season, but Mm. um, so Blair, Monique and Monet are the winners and they get to be team captains of uh, to choose their team for app commercials uh, designed for dating in the most extreme of situations. I was nervous. I don't know about you, but I was quite I don't know. I thought this challenge was a little bit odd of a premise. I didn't quite get behind it at first.
0: I thought it was really weighted. Like I thought um, the uh, the fibster one was going to struggle. I thought I thought that was weird. Um, and I thought the end of days one would be the standout. I don't even remember what the other one was. What was it?
1: The madam butterface.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Look, I thought I thought also this one had the potential to be really like rude and insensitive, and like. Oh, but I'm glad that they went so extreme with it that it like, you know, I don't, it's kind of, it's a very rude and offensive topic, but because of what they did with it, it it stayed very funny.
1: I mean, we've had, you know, I'm sure drag queens read each other for being a butterface. Like, I think someone called, talked about Roxy Andrews that way or something. So... I mean, it's not uncommon territory here. So no,
0: no, no. no and, uh, Rapal's definitely done done worse.
1: Maybe if you know
0: Jeff Probst was
1: talking about someone as a having a butterface, like, well, maybe that's crossing the line.
0: <laughs> oh my but. god! Can you imagine Survivor season thirty-eight uh, models versus butterfaces? <laughs> that's that's not going to float.
1: Yeah, it would not fly, no. especially now.
0: Yeah, no, that's not a that's not a future survivor season.
1: But I'm kind of against you, I guess. Not against you, but I'm like I've had a different opinion. I thought the fibster was going to be the best one out of all of them. Oh, really? Just because I felt that it was the easiest to play a joke from. I feel like it was the easiest to set up a joke from because it's just like. With something super ridiculous and then just do the exact opposite kind I felt like you could easily set up great characters for it.
0: Yeah. Like they I, were really like well
1: defined and everything.
0: Yeah, I I guessed. I guess I guess the other ones just seemed more obvious. Whereas yeah, Fipster seemed seemed more like it could have gone in very many different directions. Well, at least that's that's what I thought. Um but we also
1: started developing this edit that Mayhem is just gonna be complacent this episode, which came out of nowhere.
0: Did you notice that like Miss Mayhem my... was picked very close to the bottom again? I know. I don't get you it. Called that out think... last episode? Yeah, I don't. I don't think people like her that much, or at least they don't think she's that good.
1: Well, were they wrong?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they they weren't wrong. But also, I do think that she. She got a bit of a hard uh hard role, and she did have another role that was taken off of her at the very last minute. So uh like it's her fault for not standing up. The vixen wouldn't have let that happen to her. But uh but at the same time, she did kind of get dealt a pretty shitty hand.
1: I think one thing that really, despite not doing super well in this challenge, I was really impressed with Monique throughout the entire episode, especially in confessional. Uh, we got um, Monique saying like, "Mayhem, if you cost this win for us, I will cut up all your wigs, <laughs> all of them."
0: Monique is all over the episodes, as is Monet. Like their confessionals are constantly narrating the season.
1: I wonder if there's a um, confessional count for Drag Race.
0: We'll have to look it up. Do you think? How do you think Monique comes off by the end of this episode? Bossy or like a really great leader?
1: Um. Uh-huh. I don't know if bossy because no one else voiced their concern except mo- uh, mayhem at the last second.
0: Yeah, like and Asia said Monique is a very effective leader. Like she was, and then she like there was the self-directing thing which we'll get to, but like I don't I don't think any of it had a really negative spin to it. I'm just trying to talk about my winner pick because usually I'm awful at winner picks.
1: Well, at least you didn't lose yours yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: So I don't know. I just have any problems with the way Monique was kind of leading. I, I, I didn't get the impression because I felt like everyone was getting an opportunity to speak. It wasn't kind of a repeat of Eureka from last episode where it was like, All right, just pipe down Eureka.
0: Yeah, and I like, just felt it was even from yeah, and from my perspective, Monique says like, I'm here to play, I'm not here to be safe, I'm gonna get shit done. Oops sorry. Um and uh that's what she was doing. Uh, so I don't, yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it came across super negative. Uh,
1: I just worry if this is like a recurring thing that Monique is kind of getting up there in terms of being bossy or whatever, because people will not want to work with her.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I maybe. think
1: in terms of now we're fine.
0: Yeah. I don't think Monique's think going anywhere.
1: Mo- yeah. No, neither do I. Um, but I thought Monique had a really good line when talking about mayhem and saying, you know, closed mouths don't get fed and obviously Hmm. is kind of what the judges say at the end where it was like, did you say nothing? What was wrong? was just like, I'll be quiet. It's like, come on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. And like when you see the commercial by the end and you kind of see what role Mayhem actually did have to play, I'm surprised that she agreed to it because, or at least not like try and get it expanded because, I, I mean, I also didn't get that Cameron Michaels was meant to turn into Mayhem by the time that The episode ended like it it just was really really weird and i'm yeah i'm surprised that mayhem agreed
1: oh i didn't even pick up on that but okay exactly the joke still didn't land
0: yeah so like it's meant to be cameron michaels being like this beautiful blonde bombshell and then when the guy rocks up for the date it's actually mayhem who's a dominatrix that was the joke oh well yeah and like point proven i'm explaining it i'm explaining it to you like it does it did not work
1: Okay, no, I don't want to go for, for too far ahead but I originally thought when they were talking about the sight gag, I was like oh, that's weird, Mayhem's now wearing blonde hair when it wasn't before, and I was like, Oh, that's a weird joke <laughs> and they took it off and I was like, oh, they're revealing the dominatrix, that's the j- oh, but I completely missed that Cameron was supposed to do Mayhem, it was a mess, like I completely lost, gone, over my head
0: Yeah. look, it, it might be so bad that maybe I've interpreted that wrong, but I'm pretty su- I'm pretty sure that's what it was meant to be
1: it's so hard to tell. It was so <laughs> totally bad, bad, bad. Yeah. And uh, mayhem picked second to last, but obviously we get Yuha, who was picked last. Um, maybe they saw something that we didn't see about these two, but like they obviously the bottom two were the last two picked. I don't
0: that, know. Like, the psychology Psychology's
1: coming into that, but
0: yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, they yeah, were both they're both not very good at all.
1: They were, they were, they did suffer. And obviously, uh, at this point, I think Monet was like, oh, I got stuck with Yuha. Mm. And I, I was like a little surprised because Yuha did well in the first few challenges. So it was a little bit of a surprise Yeah, at least for me.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree. Like I've never really been a huge fan of Yu. I feel like we've started calling him Yuha, but isn't it Yuha? Like, I feel like RuPaul has done this as well. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to um, make
1: my life harder. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um, like she to me was someone who's like well she's good but or or like she's doing okay but i don't really like her but this episode no she she didn't do very good at all um i had to laugh when they were all in the workroom and they were trying to convince her to be uglier and she was like i'm just gonna put dots all over my face instantly i was like girl dusty dusty is still in the room." that is her look you do not that is not how to say like I'm gonna look ugly by putting dots on my face I, I was desperate for them to cut to dusty at this point
1: I love the exchange um, between Yuhan, Monique I believe it was where they were talking about their makeup and and Monique's like you're supposed to be ugly it's like yeah not with those eyebrows <laughs> and you know it's bad when another team is like what what like someone who's against, kind of against you at this point in time, like is telling you you're doing it wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's around this time as well that I love that we got the chorus of Vangie. Like, <laughs> do you think we're gonna get this every single episode? Because I'm all right with that. I don't. I don't know. We've got it three for
1: three now. Yeah. We'll see. It seems becoming a trend. A lot of the. Kind of things that get brought up in episode one kind of tend to come back. We're still getting drama with Aquaria. We're still getting the Vixen piping up. So we'll see. This may be kind of the theme of recurring jokes, recurring themes kind of throughout the episodes. Mm. Uh, And so we just get a lot of practice scenes, which I didn't think were super interesting. Um, I loved... The quote from Monique when they got to the rehearsal, and it was like, "I'm giving you Michelle Visage realness right here." <laughs> yeah, and Michelle's like, "We went to the same doctor." It's just like, <laughs> I love when they play with these kinds of jokes,
0: and like that's just proof that you don't have to like, you don't you don't have to look great every single time as long as you run with it and make it funny.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking back to. Like there's the good and the bad of this,
0: how this plays
1: out with um how the way Monique dressed, it was the good, the way it happened, and then it was the bad, like Alexis Michelle in the roast with the like green coloring and everything and that weird, like anyway, it was I just like that's the bad interpretation of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And obviously, we got the really good one this time where it was just like, okay, your jokes made sense and your sight was good, everything. Um throughout the entire rehearsal I don't know if you felt this way but I was really like oh Blair's just doing fine but I didn't think award winning performance
0: no was I alone uh not really I've I kind of felt like Blair got the boring main character lead um and didn't get to have any like standout moments I felt differently when I saw it at the end um I thought Blair did pretty good but the whole time I was like oh yeah well you know she got the most lines, I but I don't think I don't think anyone is going to remember this challenge, Blair's performance in this challenge in like a month.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. But I just it was so conv- I still didn't I still think there were a lot more funnier roles than what Blair had. I guess it was the best acted out of anyone, but it was just it was weird.
0: I thought Miss Cracker was hitting judged. it out of the park.
1: Yeah, I thought that, you know, to the other two people that I would say were in contention to be in that top group would be Ms. Cracker and Dusty.
0: Yes. Yeah, Yes. Dusty was also very good, which we didn't really see in the practice rehearsals. So I was surprised yeah, when we were at watching all. it. Yeah, I was surprised when we were watching it how good she was.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that was just... you yeah, I'm a little scarred from last week after getting the, okay, this is the good team, this is the bad team. And then, oh, last minute, they switched it. So I didn't know how to take the the practice scenes here.
0: Like it's at this point that I've written in my notes, I have no idea who is going to go home. Like, and that's just because there are definitely like a few front runners for like doing really, really terribly. And Yuhua would have been in there. Um, but there were, there were others. Um, like I knew that Cameron Michaels wouldn't be doing particularly well. Mayhem was struggling. Eureka also kind of, like, was actually given some criticisms during the rehearsals as well, so. At
1: least uh, Eureka didn't come out hissing or quacking.
0: (laughs) No, no. Like, to me, that is... That has to be one of the most awkward moments on RuPaul's Drag Race, is Morgan McMichael's quacking like a duck. Um, I I was not a fan.
1: Yes, uh, I think... We can't get much worse than Morgan McMichaels as Beige Swan, but
0: yeah.
1: you never know. I won't, I won't end call the curtain here, but we'll see. Um, yeah, Mayhem's character didn't work, as we figured that out. Uh, I loved at this point we were in the rehearsals uh, when Eureka actually hits Miss Cracker. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, drag is a contact sport, which you have no idea about, probably.
0: Miss Cracker is funny. Everything that comes out of her mouth is very funny. I think Miss Cracker has a real big shot to win this.
1: Yeah, I wanted to get. We'll keep that in mind because I yeah. wanted to talk at the end of this about where we see people going in terms of finaling, yep, you know, placing and things like that. Yep. So hold on to that. Okay. Um, and um, just one more thing I wanted to mention about the Butterface group. I love that Monet. Monet definitely delivered for me this episode at least in confessional, maybe not the best in challenge, but when I was like, the three girls are going to be ugly and I'm going to be the pretty one, obviously, because I'm the prettiest in the group.
0: <laughs> yeah. Monet, uh-huh, Monet's thought... also doing very good.
1: And then on the whole, I just really wasn't impressed by a lot of the pr- like pre-runway stuff. It's a whole, I was like, I don't really see the jokes. There are not many.
0: Yeah. I always feel like this though, and it, I guess it's I guess it's part of the show is to not let you see too much of the finished product because then all you're gonna have to do is just see it again at the end. Um, but uh, like I I actually thought the theme of the challenge was really good, and then I was like, ah, oh, no, I don't care about it um, when I was watching the practices.
1: I guess I I just maybe this is in a I'm trying to think who's the. Who would be the comedy queens of the season cracker
0: i think miss cracker is um definitely the main contender is there anyone else like um and even
1: then i don't think miss cracker is a comedy person
0: um no i think she does consider herself a comedy queen um and, but I've kind of been like, really? Cause you don't, you're not that funny. But then as the show's gone on, I'm like, holy Moses, this girl is very funny.
1: bitter about your predictions.
0: Yeah, I know. Right. I've gone completely like 180 on both of them. I even quite like Aquaria now, not as much as Miss Cracker, but I mean, it just proves that like, whatever we say preseason is based on nothing. No, I don't think that, I don't think there are any other funny comedy queens. I feel like the combination of like Monique, Monet, um like when they're together they are having a hilarious time and eureka's also has her moments but miss cracker i think is the main the main comedy queen
1: There are not many because there's so many like seasons i feel like like go back to season five you've seen question mark yep yeah because like you have jinx you've got alaska and you've you've got more people that are there for like comedy versus like this season i feel like there's so many pageanty people like mayhem and feel like monique and asia are all about pageants and that they don't necessarily deliver i mean except the winner of the season this challenge was a pageant girl but on the whole i feel like the comedy queens are less this season but
0: well we've just had a whole season of trixie Mattel, um so
1: true can't (laughs) come down from that that high maybe
0: it just feels that way because trixie's not here
1: yeah there's a hole in my heart, but I'll <laughs> move on. Uh, so the next day, we get a, a lot of emotional scenes, um, very emotionally charged moments here, Blair missing home. Um, and fun fact, if anyone wanted a fun fact, you're going to get it. Uh, Blair's original uh, feather dress did not make it in time before filming. Oh. So the night before uh, they were locked up, Blair's mother made this dress that th- Blair wore on the runway.
0: Oh, wow. So it was pretty arts and crafty. Yes. Uh, like Blair's down. mom was probably sitting there when Michelle said that and was like, shut up.
1: And then um, the next, like, the day of, like, we get that scene where Blair's talking about missing home and Eureka and Blair are currently, like, gluing feathers to the, the <laughs> dress just to make it look more full. Yeah. So Michelle was not off on it being arts and craftsy, as it was literally made in the room, minutes before.
0: Yeah. This this uh, scene with Dusty and everybody else, that like I I mean I'm I'm a crier, but like I instantly was just like oh my goodness this is like this is what RuPaul this is why I watch RuPaul like I I sometimes stay away from Untucked because I think it's just like a bunch of people being which I understand it's not always, but um, like, it was a beautiful story um, and probably very important for a lot of young gay people to hear. Oh, I would, I would maybe retract the word beautiful story. Well, like, um, like it's, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful how like, no, no. he's overcome I, it. Yeah. Okay. Look, yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe beautiful isn't the, isn't the right word, um, but I guess it's beautiful that he decided to share it with everybody. Um, and, you know, like, as we know, there are a lot of young people who, like, come from religious families who are LGBTI. Um, and, like, I'm sure that that was very inspirational for a lot of people. But also to see the flip side of that, which was, like, there are a lot of people who, like, are gay or, you know, are drag queens. Um, not completely, uh, they, they can be mutually exclusive. Um, but, like, who go to church and are part of religious um, families as well and that it's all good like I, th- I think that was a pretty important message that RuPaul put into the same episode where he was making a whole bunch of drag queens sell chocolate bars
1: I mean I'm gonna have a different take not different in terms of what you said about the story but like I don't come here to watch this kind of shit like <laughs> I'm not here I'm not here to hear about this sad story okay season 9 was RuPaul's best friend race yeah was it not
0: uh and every
1: single week the mirror talk was all about oh this sad story and then it was like aid and then pulse and then Sasha in Russia and then you know someone on the street and then it was just every week it was what sad story could we tell what sad story could we tell and this time all like it's starting to do that we had calories out of nowhere like sad story about like oh people were bullying me in school and then now Dusty's like out of nowhere like telling the sad I mean it wasn't out of nowhere I think it was better prompted than last week but it just I don't want this to have all the sad
0: moments <laughs> uh, I' like, just, just I'm just such out. a sucker for the sad moments and at the end of the season when Rupaul like hosts uh, like pulls up pictures of them as they were younger and like makes them talk to their younger self. Holy moly! I have to take a day off work. I'm so upset. It's like I'm just I'm just really bad at sad stories. I'm such a sucker.
1: I can 100 percent say we are definitely very different
0: because
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I judge people when they cry on TV. I'm like, Ugh, get over it. But
0: I am not aligning with you in Survivor, Rossi. <laughs> I am the dawn to your I... Cochrane. Yeah. Well. Oh, okay.
1: Can you take that back?
0: Okay. Okay. I take it back. I'm don't still done. Don't use
1: me and that in the same sentence.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I I thought it was a good like good good story. I don't know. Air quotes. Good story. Like I I thought it was a fitting. It worked well in the conversation, and obviously it added something. It's gonna mean something at some point. But I didn't really care too much to hear about it. I did feel bad. Like I'm not. Like oh, get over it. Like yeah, yeah. I yeah. felt
0: bad. Yeah, I get it, but time and a place.
1: Yeah, and obviously this was all interspliced in between a major overarching feud that is brewing between Aquaria and the Vixen. And yeah, I'm that Miss Crapper is out of the drama.
0: Yeah. So, do you know the um, the gif where Homer Simpson is retreating into the bushes?
1: Yes, and I've also seen that with Miss Vanjie retreating into the flesh.
0: Just- oh, like in my mind, when this feud is happening, I was like, Miss Cracker is Homer in this, where she is just watching Aquaria and Vixen start fighting instead of her and Aquaria. And it's just like, I'm just going to back off and take the heat off of me. Um, like, once again, the Vixen has no reason to be involved in feuding with everyone, but yet there she is.
1: I did understand, though what the Vixen was kind of getting at, though, because Aquaria did come for the Vixen at first with the comment about the drag look. And then the Vixen had a response. Like, And then I think it seemed like Aquaria was just like, I can't take it, I can't take it, like kind of started the fight, but then didn't... I don't know. It just seemed a little weird for the way Aquaria kind of approached the situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think she has a point. Um, that she was given, like, she was given a wig for her best drag. Um, I think, I think there's pr- like quite a lot that probably isn't aired here. Um, in, in terms, and like, I definitely feel like the vixen is getting the short end of the stick. As in, you know, the vixen is being made to look at, like the bitch, but at the same time. Like RuPaul isn't overdubbing overdubbing the vixen with uh, like quotes. Like the vixen is definitely saying and behaving in the way that we are shown. It, I think what may be left out is that Aquaria is doing the same thing, maybe. But I I I was all prepared to be a little bit nicer to the vixen this episode because I felt like maybe I went too harsh on her and I forgot that it was an edited show, etc., etc., etc. But nah, I'm uh, like I'm not I'm not about it. Uh, like the comment of like Aquarius says something and she's like it's not funny like it's just rude man
1: well I did I still stand by like that Aquarius kind of was like like got in the kitchen and couldn't take the heat and then kind of retreated because I do think like if someone says something to you you kind of have to respond and I felt like at first like that's I was like okay the Vixen's making sense here I didn't like when it was like Monique had the, I think it was Monique, too many people right now to distinguish who was saying who at this point, but I think it was Monique where it was just like, you could be the bigger person here, and the Vixen was like, well, I could, but, and I was just like, ugh. That was when I was like really turned off about the comments that the Vixen was making. Yeah. (sighs) It just doesn't seem like there was like that awareness of like, all right, maybe... This isn't the right thing to do, even though I don't like this person at all.
0: I just, I just wanted to go. When will she go, Rossi? I don't, I don't want to come on, on the. On I don't the know podcast. spoilers. Yeah, no, no spoilers. I just don't want to come on the podcast and talk about how much I dislike her every week. But I feel like that's what I'm gonna do because I dislike her that much.
1: So you're not gonna be here next week. <laughs> <Yeah. you're saying?
0: laughs> Put it this way, whenever she goes, because I don't think she's winning, whenever she goes, I will be here, I will be on time, I will be happy, I will. it'll be a celebration. We'll bring cake. Yep. Absolutely.
1: Um, and then we obviously get a guest visitor in the workroom. Did you appreciate the guest visitor?
0: Well, if RuPaul was ever to, like, an Australian version of Drag Race, this scene never makes the cut. I saw it and I was like, like, it's not... Like, I get it, it's a spider, it's not nice, but like I think all Australians were kind of being like, Girl, that is nothing.
1: The collective like what hundred people in Australia watching?
0: This? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's got it's got quite a big following. I was sitting at dinner with my friend the other day, and there were four people next to me, and like they barely were saying a word to each other, and then like they all kind of finished the meal and they all just kind of looked at each other and they're like can we go home and watch Drag Race now? And they're like, yeah. And they got the bill and left straight away. <laughs> um, so I don't know why they forced themselves to have dinner when they could have just got takeout and watched it at the same time. Um, yeah. But it's got quite a following over here.
1: Well, un- tap market, I guess. Yeah. When's um, Drag Race Australia going to start?
0: I don't know. But like Courtney Act, she could do it.
1: Could be the Courtney, Courtney Act's uh, Drag Race. Drag Race. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Why not? She's hey, like we, we... Courtney Courtney Act is really popular all around the world.
1: Yes. The big big years. Big year for Courtney Act this year. Oh. Yeah.
0: The biggest thing being that she met me uh in a supermarket when I was buying cheese about a month ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she was amazing. And Drilling maybe maybe winning sure. big brother. Maybe maybe that as well.
1: Yeah. Treasured memories. Yeah. The top two memories of the year. Yeah. And, okay, so I guess we can get to the performances. Uh, I, quickly, I mean, on the whole, I thought that the winner was without it. I mean, you couldn't pick another winner, at least in my eyes. Like, Asia clearly had that from both performance and, like, looking like Tweety Bird on the runway. I loved it.
0: I mean, Asia needs to win every challenge for the rest of the season based on her face alone. It was hilarious. It was so good. um, And, like, seeing Michelle and Carson crack up as much as they did, like, was contagious. I was losing it.
1: Honestly, like, I think at that point you were like, okay, that's the winner. Like, yeah. nothing, nothing else. Stop stop doing it. Just, you're done.
0: I-, I wasn't a huge fan of the Twitty Bird dress. Um <sighs> yeah i don't know it was completely different from everything else and like maybe this is something where uh, you know like my perception on what is fashion and what is drag is is different um but i I don't know i don't think i don't think it's fair that someone can get called out for like not having a silhouette and then she like wears a a poncho essentially and people are like yes and then she's the winner of the challenge
1: But when she clasped her hands, it looked like the bee. Come on! I
0: have to admit that I didn't get that until that was pointed out, and I was like, "All right, that's clever."
1: And then the hair, like the blowing of the hair and everything. Come on!
0: Yeah, look, I can can be convinced, and I also really like Asia. So, like, I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to commit to my opinion too much on this. It just, it just wasn't my favorite. But her face alone, she could have worn what Miss Vanjie wore in episode one on this runway, and I still would have crowned her the winner. So
1: It was, it was just a nice put, like difference. I think that's what mattered. It was different than everything else we saw.
0: Yes. Yeah, true.
1: And I think that, you know, I guess the one thing that they love the most in regular seasons of Drag Race is diversity. So to see someone in Asia who does pageants to come out in something non pageanty is really kind of refreshing, I guess.
0: That's true. That is true. It's very, it, look, It's it stood out. It was very different to everything that she's done before. I'm, I'm all right with her being a winner. Just And like also, I don't feel like there was anything that was super incredible that missed out as opposed to her on the Tweety Bird dress. Like maybe Eureka. Um, that was really good, but I thought the rest of them were just okay.
1: Just Cameron Michaels was just okay.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. I retract that. Cameron Michaels was also very good, although very similar kind of aesthetic to Eureka as well. But no, Cameron Michaels was also great.
1: I was like, that's what saved Cameron. Yeah, episode.
0: yeah, yeah. No, I agree.
1: Because without that, Cameron would have been in the bottom, I feel like.
0: yeah. I feel like Dusty Dusty Ray would have been in the yeah in the bottom if it hadn't been for the great performance in the video. I thought Dusty Ray's look was the the worst one. Garbage. Yeah, I thought I thought that one was the worst one.
1: I was also pretty high on the Vixen. Like the yeah. the peacock look, I thought that was really cool.
0: Like I agree, and obviously I'm not going to dish out compliments to the Vixen where I don't feel like it's deser- like deserved. Like the peacock was awesome and it matched the wig and yeah it was very good
1: okay maybe i'm okay we're obviously differing on all the things because i think this is one of the better runways because there were so many good ones i guess there were things like like aquarius
0: aquarius no the wounded bird yes no I wasn't I wasn't a fan so good uh, like, yes, there
1: were some weak ones. Like, I, I didn't love Mayhem's. And, you know, the Blair's was a little weak. Yeah. And Dusty's was a mess. I thought so Monique's so was all
0: right. I kind of liked the, like, Greek goddess theme that came to it.
1: Yeah, but I just, like, Monique's was good. Cameron's was really good. Like, I liked the idea of what Yuha was doing. I didn't think that it was the best, you know, execution. But, like, I just thought it was a lot of cool ideas.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, maybe, so, I, maybe I just didn't like the theme that much.
1: Well, they're running out of themes. I don't know what else they have left to do.
0: Yeah, that is true.
1: What's Drag Race 23 going to be, like, repeats of Season 2 and 4? <laughs> like.
0: Your best Blair St. Clair look.
1: <laughs> I was a little surprised. This is totally not planned, but you brought up Courtney Act. I was surprised that they didn't say, ref- like reference the Courtney, like, wings look from...
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was like,
1: oh, this is inspired by that, and it wasn't, but...
0: I don't know if you know anything about this, but, like, I was watching, like, a potential All-Stars 4 cast thing, and people were saying that Courtney Act would never do it because she has a really bad relationship with the show. Do you know anything about that? Or are you not wanting to uh, speculate?
1: I know about it. I don't know what the problem is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea what what it is, but apparently I know
1: that RuPaul and Courtney Act don't have a good relationship for some reason. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know why either. I tried to Google it and couldn't find it.
1: I think it's just some personal stuff that just probably didn't take place online, but yeah. And oh. then I guess we can get to the. Oh, go ahead Oh no, you go. I was going to say, we get to the kind of results where Asia's declared the winner with Eureka and Blair. Blair, top three, three times in a row.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm.
1: an under-performing... I don't know. A, a little... a shock. shocked. I was a little shocked, I'd say. Uh,
0: last week, you asked me if Eureka could go all the way, and I said no. And I, to be honest, Rossi, I can't remember what you said, but after this episode, have you... Uh, how do you feel?
1: Um it's a good step for Eureka yeah I'm trying to think what did I'm trying to what were the challenges season nine they had the cheerleading the
0: mm, I don't remember sorry <sighs> season I, nine I, is... I don't
1: remember Eureka um, standing out in any challenge then so I think this was really kind of good to see Eureka stand out like I remember Eureka's performance I thought it was funny took direction grew on it like worked on it hmm. everything it was good i feel like i, don't I feel like if Eureka
0: has a couple of strong weeks after this that uh, that people might forget that she had a bit of a bit of a rough start
1: yeah I, we we did mention like a reference trinity kind of coming back from a poor performance last season to then doing really well and that is possible i don't know if you because quite the person for it but we'll see um, if there's a dancing challenge like coming up soon, then I... who knows?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Uh, she seems her knee seems to be fine, so I'm, I'm hoping no we'll more medevacs. We'll,
1: we'll see. what the first ever two-time medevac. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Cameron, Mayhem, and Yuha on the bottom. Pretty fair, I would say. I don't know if I could think of anyone else to add in.
0: Uh, I think Dusty. Although, yeah, Dusty's performance was... Just based was... on the runway? Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. I just thought her runway look was really bad. Um, so, but I guess it's balanced out by her like, there great performance. ever a
1: person whose um, runway was, like, the reason that they were in the bottom? Like, I can't...
0: Yeah, I mean unless uh, I don't know, maybe maybe people didn't think it was as bad as uh I thought it was. Um I just thought, I just thought it really stood out and looked like she had another idea and then it didn't happen and so she just put it together last minute. Um but if I like if I was to I mean maybe other than Asia, if I was to crown like a winner of the challenge, Asia wins, but I think Dusty would be a close second. So I think she got lucky.
1: Lucky with Sorry. What?
0: <laughs> well, I think she. I mean, I say it, I think she got lucky. I think she got lucky by being really good, which is all her own own credit. But I think I think her perform- her performance saves her runway.
1: Okay, I think we agree on that. Yeah. I don't know if we agree on she's lucky or not, but.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, we have the the two bottom. What do you think of the lip sync?
1: Yeah. Um, do you know anything about Courtney Love or Hole? Is is that? Courtney Love music? I don't know uh, anything I, about.
0: I know who Courtney Love is. I knew that was her band, but that is the extent of my knowledge. I didn't recognize I did the not. song. I didn't think it was of like, I think if I'm either of those two queens, I'm like, oh, why did I get stuck with this song? Because I don't think there's a lot you can do with it. Um, it's not very I thought it was draggy. a great song. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, I agree. Not not like not a quintessential drag song, but I loved the song. I thought it was fun. Like it was different.
0: I mean, It's true. Um
1: like would you want another Britney?
0: <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> uh Britney every time. Um yeah, I mean, I guess I I was looking at it purely from the perspective of uh like I I, I if I was them, I would be thinking oh, I don't I don't know quite what to do with this. Um and I feel like there there is kind of two ways that you can go with it. One is the Kind of like rock performer, which I think Yuhua did with the air guitar, which I don't think I I think kind of takes it even less draggy. Um, and then I I liked what Mayhem did with it, which was like that almost kind of like Sasha Valour, desperate kind of jilted ex lover tearing out the feathers, being really angry. I feel like that's the direction that you that you go.
1: Yeah, I mean it was obvious though. Like I mean I didn't even have to get think about it. Like, you knew.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I so feel like, I feel like we've lost three very kind of... Uh, weak? I don't want to use the word weak, but, like, I feel like the the three filler. people who have gone home first are the three people who probably deserve to go home first.
1: The filler queens?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Miss Vanji, given another shot, might do much better, but I think, like, Calorie and Yuhua, we knew that they weren't making it to the end, so...
1: Now you're overcorrecting, correcting <laughs> Yuhua.
0: Yuhua Oh Yeah Yuhua <laughs> um,
1: Yeah I feel like all the um, Lip syncs have been pretty clear I feel like if anything The first one was probably The biggest like Question mark out of any
0: <laughs> It's just because They were both so bad <laughs>
1: uh, But the, I feel like The last two have been Super clear Like you know Who's going to be eliminated Kind of before it's over
0: Yeah definitely
1: and obviously we hope i hope to see the fight that we got from eureka in this episode for mayhem next episode because i i do enjoy mayhem and i hope to see more
0: yeah definitely um mayhem's definitely not like a sassy bitchy queen is she um like she's actually quite i don't know uh that's the word i'm looking for like like humble i guess and like like very driven and very passionate and more concerned about what she's doing than what this happening around her. And I like that. I feel like a
1: Sasha Velour type.
0: Mm, yeah, definitely.
1: I would say. Not a um, Trinity or Shay or Peppermint kind of type. Like, more, like, calm and collected.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Not the attitude you'd expect from a drag queen, but...
0: Especially one as apparently accomplished as her.
1: Yes. Uh, so we say goodbye to Yuha... Will Yuhua remember her?
0: <laughs> uh, probably not.
1: She didn't say youhua, youhua, youhua <laughs> as she left. But
0: no, I just want someone to do Vanji. <laughs> like I just think I just it would kill me.
1: Yeah, but a little uncreative. But
0: <laughs> yeah, well.
1: So we lose our star, the only Asian, but. I was gonna say Star Asian, but we only have one. Um, so I guess I just wanted to touch on what we think for prospects about who we've kind of how we thought people would do and how they will do in the future. Um I guess the one person that stood out for me in terms of not doing as well as I'd hoped is Monet. I'm a little upset because I thought that Monet would be like killing it.
0: I think there's still and potential isn't. for her to be a bit more of a slow burn. Like, she's consistently doing well. I think she could, she could get to the end and, and pull it out. But yeah, I agree with you. Like, I think we pegged her as, like, a superstar. And I don't think we've, we've seen that yet. Uh, for and me. Blair, it's...
1: obviously, a little bit of a surprise, though.
0: Yeah. For me, I think Blair and Miss Cracker are most likely to win the show. Um, Blair? I do, I do, and maybe I'm wrong, but I've got a, I've like I've got a good feeling. I think Blair is going very far into the season. Um, but I think Miss Cracker might actually wow. win.
1: Do you think that, Okay. I, think I don't know. I I still don't see Cracker winning.
0: Who Who do you think is going to win?
1: I still have. I mean, like if I'm looking at my predictions, Monet is still in it. And is still in the for the top. I don't know. I'm feeling Monet. Uh, not Monet. I just said Monet. Um, Mayhem <laughs> is still in contention for me. I still think highly of Mo- of Mayhem. And after this episode, I'm really thinking Asia could still.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Do well. Yeah, Asia could also do very well. Um, Dusty, um, how do you feel about Dusty?
1: Better, I think it's like a slow build-up for Dusty because I don't think we've had the major standout. Like, did really well last week, but didn't work well with the other team. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I maybe I feel like middle of the road.
0: Yeah, I think I think I'm middle middle of the pack queen still.
1: And I feel one person who hasn't quite shown as nicely as I thought they would, or. Well, I said they could either do. I thought it's the person I think could either do really well or just fizzle out really early, and I'm still like it's still in the middle for me. But Aquarius is kind of all over the place.
0: Yeah, d- uh, definitely. Um, I think I think Aquarius isn't getting a lot of emphasis, um, and like that's in, or at least positive emphasis. Like her whole story seems to be about I don't know people coming for her or her going for people, and that's that's why I think Miss Cracker is definitely going to do better. Like. I, I think they're definitely highlighting that Miss Cracker is the more likable um, queen. Um, and like, I hate that I'm even like reverting from like Miss, Miss Cracker and Aquaria as if one has to be better than the other, but like that's that's how it's been portrayed um, in the show is that these two people kind of, in the same way that like Coco Montrese and Alyssa Edwards kind of came together, you're always wondering like who, who was doing better out of the two of them. Yeah, so I, I think Aquaria could, could be a middle of the pack queen as well.
1: And then I feel like Cameron. I, I I'm not quite sure what, where Cameron fits. And Cameron, the vixen, are people that I really don't know where they fit or figure into in all of this.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a bit of purple Cameron, to be honest. <laughs> like I think of all the queens, he's had the least screen time, the least character development. All of it. I I don't know what they're gonna do with her. I think. Her episode could, her boot episode could be very boring because I don't, I'm not sure how invested anyone will be in her leaving. But who knows? Well, the issue
1: I think Cameron addressed this. I feel like on Twitter or something, I read that or heard that Cameron was like, you know, the reason you don't see me is because I just don't talk when I don't like. It's just a quiet. I'm just a quiet person. I don't have a lot to say. I kind of keep to myself. I, I just focus on what I have to do and that's it. And then. I didn't really think about giving drama or giving entertaining confessionals. I just thought about doing me. And I was just like, Oh, so we're probably not going to see you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that's the sign that, you know, she's not getting involved in any drama um, throughout the season.
1: Yeah. Not the opposite of a lot of the other people like the Vixen and such.
0: Yeah. How, how far do you think the Vixen's going to go?
1: Hmm. I don't know because I don't know what the. I think not. I think the vixen may struggle next episode because I believe next episode is a crafting c- construction challenge. Yeah. Right. So, and and obviously, I don't think you were high on the vixen's drag on a dime look.
0: I was not. I was not so, <laughs> the, the pool noodle look. No, thank you.
1: So I don't know if that's gonna. bode well for her next episode. Mm. But obviously as a challenge win under the belt, but obviously so did Mayhem, and that didn't serve Mayhem well.
0: No. Well, it's the beauty of Drag Race. Each week is a new week.
1: Yes, we'll see. Uh, mm. um, in terms of our preseason predictions... Oh, yeah. Um, so I had Yuha placing 10th, so that means I was two off... Mm-hmm. Colin had Yuha placing fifth, so that's seven off. Uh, You had Yuha coming in 11th, so you were one off. Oh, great. You were closest. And Kyle also had Yuha coming 11th, so you two get the point this week.
0: Ah, great. So what's the current point score? So Kyle
1: has three out of three points. And you have two, and Colin and I both have one.
0: Oh, Kyle beats me at everything, but just—he always just beats me. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of game left. There's a lot of game left. Yeah, we're so,
1: only three episodes in, three yeah. eliminations in. Maybe we'll get, maybe a, Aquaria and Crackle will be a double elimination, and you'll get those two points
0: next. That's ah, oh, that's true. Because you guys, have, do you guys have them quite high?
1: Um. I have Aquarian seventh and Cracker at two. Colin has Cracker at four and Aquaria at dead last.
0: Yeah, right, okay.
1: And Kyle's got Cracker at three, Aquaria at six, so
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, right. So I need the those two to go soon, or I'm never gonna get those points. I don't think that's gonna happen
1: but you probably want Cracker to do well because you're enjoying the show. So.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't actually care about my point system as I'd much rather have a really great season of RuPaul.
1: Yeah, no best friend race, but... And then I guess... What do we have? Um, quick, just alpha quick rating. I think... I would say my tops would probably be... Um, I'm going to give two for the top. I'm going to say... Cameron, and I'm gonna say Aquaria as well.
0: Uh, and then bottom would Dusty. Is this is this runway?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I'm gonna give the top to. Uh, let me see. Um, I'm gonna give the top to Eureka. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to give the top to Eureka um, and the bottom to Dusty. Did
1: we Were we high on Dusty I don't remember what Dusty wore last episode. I think it was the Beetlejuice on one, yeah? Oh, no, we were high on that. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was going to say two in a row we're not high on.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, but... no. No, I think she won last week.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, she was at the top. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> False alarm. False alarm. Take that back. And uh, ranking of the episode by rent bin, uh, I think. What are you going to do? I don't have to think about it.
0: I'm going to rent it.
1: Um, hmm. I think I'm going to rent it as well. Yeah. I'm still a little torn, but I, on the whole, I think it was a little bit more enjoyable than last episode. So which I've been. So I think that's pretty fair. And you have successfully bought, rented, and binned one of the each one of the episodes.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah! Wow. I'm a man of strong opinions I'm that sure have usually Colin no would... evidence to them.
1: I'm pretty sure if Colin was here, we probably would have binned it. Both. Who knows?
0: I think I think Carl would rent it. Um... What do,
1: you, does that, do we have? The, is that a a fact or just a a theory
0: no it's just a theory i i think he he would have loved the um the candy bar one i think he would find that really funny um and then i'm not too sure how high he would have been on the rest of the episode maybe
1: would he have loved the tweety bird
0: i don't think so i don't know i'll ask him i'll i'll ask him uh and... all
1: right, you guys are com- next, you're not coming back next week. Oh Okay,
0: yeah, all right, yeah, sure. You're banned. Oh Oh well, it's been fun.
1: You only lasted three episodes.: Yeah, No. sashay away.
0: <laughs> Aww <laughs> uh, All
1: right, but that's it for me. I don't have anything else to add on the episode unless you do.
0: No, I don't. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still high on the season.
1: Yeah, I, I think we have a, a makings for a good season to come. We'll see what challenges we get and how what kind of twists and turns we get if we get any double eliminations or, you know, double stays, but we'll see. I think hopeful start. I think no shock eliminations yet, so I think we're good. Yeah. At this point, last year we had Charlie Hyde, so we have not had that yet, so
0: Oh yeah, right. Oh, is that where we no this season take... is way better than if that's where we were at pretty much last season then this season is doing this season is doing well.
1: Yeah, I think a lot more personality on the whole from everyone, so I think it's been giving us good good things to chat about. Yep. Um listen to the Oath network for other things that we're doing. I don't know what Colin's in the works doing. Survivor will be out soon. Hopefully.
0: Yep. It's recorded. Um, and uh you can catch you can catch me and my best friend kyle um over on two boys talk survivor talking about survivor as well i'm not sure if i was allowed to plug that
1: if kyle decides to come back
0: yeah yeah well kyle will kyle will be back on two boys talk survivor with me next week and he's actually very excited to talk about rupaul as well i'm not sure if he was actually just voted out but um (laughs) i'm pretty sure if he's allowed to allowed to be here he'll be here talking about rupaul
1: you got to let me know. Does he like tweet, Does like the Tweety outfit? We'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cliffhanger. It's the cliff, cliffhanger of this podcast. Will Kyle like the Tweety Bird? Tune in next time.
1: Yeah. If, if he's not here, we know the answer. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's busy buying a Tweety Bird as, costume.
1: As always, I'm Rossy, and I think I saw a pretty
0: and I'm Brian, and I've got a banging body with a hurricane face. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at OZNetwork.net.